Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Up Real Estate Podcast, episode 20. Today we're gonna be talking about the current real estate market, what to expect, should you buy or should you wait, and if you are gonna buy, what asset class should you be focusing on in real estate, and what is the biggest obstacle that stops brand new investors from getting started and landing that first deal. All that and more, coming up. One man, one mission to help people create freedom through real estate. Welcome to the Power Up Real Estate Podcast that brings you pure gold when it comes to investing in real estate, growing your net worth, and create the life you want. It's time to find deals and find money. Please welcome your host, Mike Fritz. It is always a great day to buy real estate. Welcome again to the Power Up Real Estate Podcast. I'm Mike Fritz, I'm your host, and my greatest passion is to help people replace their income and live the life of their dreams through real estate. And so many people are wondering, what are what should we do during this current real estate climate? It's interesting, we were so nervous back in March and April if the real estate market would tank, and it's done just the opposite. It's absolutely exploded. We are seeing record low inventory shortages all throughout throughout the United States, and people are kind of wondering, okay, what should we do now? So many people are scrambling to put their house on the market in fear that we will see a crash, and so we're continually seeing houses sell above asking price over and over again. In fact, uh, recently I just put one of my flip projects on the market, and I know you're like, wait a minute, I thought you were a multifamily guy. Hey, you back off, ladies and gentlemen. I also do fix and flips and love that process as well. But one of the things I will say about that project, we put that on the market, and within two days, we had five offers, one 10000 above asking. They offered to pay cash, waive inspection, close in 10 days. Crazy things are happening right now in the real estate game. It's making people wonder, is this a bad market? Is it a good market? Is it a market we should be worried about? Is this level of uncertainty, uh, should that create some fear in us? Because, you know, a lot of times that even keel normalized market market where buying and selling is predictable, those markets don't come around that often. Often we're either buying on an upswing or buying on a downswing, which again is an unpredictable environment. Real estate is an unpredictable environment with a very predictable result. And that's an interesting and it's an interesting difference. Like you can invest in the stock market as you know, you don't know it could tank tomorrow. You invest in buy and hold real estate specifically your value might tank, but your cash flow stays up. So you can still make money until it recovers its value. And there aren't too many investments that allow you to do that. So one of the things that I want people to understand about the current real estate market, what we're seeing right now is an inventory shortage, which is creating a massive buyer frenzy. Anytime you have a supply and demand difference, you're going to have either slowing or speeding up of purchasing. So what really drives a strong real estate market? A strong real estate market is driven when the demand for real estate stays ahead of the supply we have on hand. As long as the supply lags behind the the demand, we're, we're seeing strong real estate markets. We will continue to see a strong real estate market if that's the case. But what we're looking at as we're filming this in the middle of the 
COVID-19 pandemic. Actually, we are recording this. I was actually in my video studio the other day, so that's why I say filming. By the way, if you haven't checked out us on uh, YouTube, you can also go over there and I drop videos every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you love video, make sure you follow us over on YouTube as well. But one of the things that I tell people is when demand and supply, it's a very, very close relationship in uh, the real estate market and what we can kind of expect. And so when demand stays ahead of supply, we're going to continue to see a great market. We're currently in the three to four million home shortage in the United States, meaning we have about three million more buyers than we do homes. And that's creating so much of this frenzy. Well, here's the interesting thing. So in the next call it six months to a year from now, and we're here in October of 2020, uh, in the next six months to a year, the foreclosure moratorium is most likely going to lift and we're going to see a lot of people lose their homes, sadly. And it's going to create a thrust of uh, two things to the market. Number one, it's going to create a thrust of inventory. So there's going to be a lot of inventory thrown into the market and we're going to see a lot more homes come to market. And the other thing we're going to do is we're going to see a lot of people become renters. And that is also going to drive up the demand for rentals. So we're going to interesting, we're going to see the demand for rentals increase, and we're going to see the amount of inventory increase. But here's what's really going to dictate the quality of the market in the future. And this is where we none of us have a crystal ball and we don't know. It's going to dic be dictated by how close the demand gets to the supply or does it actually switch and we have a supply overage and supply goes ahead of demand. So depending on how many homes are thrust into the market versus how many buyers we have, that's what's going to dictate the relationship um, of the quality of the real estate market we're going to experience in 2021 and beyond. It's going dic to be dictated by that supply and demand. I think certain asset classes are going are to feel this differently than others and I'll talk about that in a quick minute. So a lot of people are like, okay, that's a little bit. So, so what can we expect? I do think we're going to see a lot of inventory and some better deals, especially if you're a fix and flipper or a wholesaler. I think you're going to see some better deals in the next six to 12 months. If you're a buy and hold investor, I think we always should be buying every single time because buy and holds are always, uh, we're finding great buy and hold deals even today. And so I think that's a little bit of what you should expect, but um, should you buy or should you not? And my question, my answer always in real estate is yes, you always buy, you just change your strategy. I have a lot of people, I was actually on YouTube with Chris Haskins the other day, he's been here on the podcast and we did a multifamily challenge for people really wanting to bust into the multifamily market. And one of the things we were talking about is he was flipping houses during the 2008 and 2009 crash. And most people would say you could not flip during that time because it was such a low market. But let me tell you, he was, you just change your strategy. You might buy and hold for a little while, then flip, or you just are buying cheaper and selling cheaper, but you're still buying toward margin, meaning making sure you have enough margin to move your property. So <clears throat> the question is, should you buy? Absolutely. You just have to shift your strategy. You underwrite. I say this all the time on my videos and in my and in my programs and with my students is you always underwrite like a pessimist. And what that means is you're always looking at your numbers and you're looking at the returns you're going to get like a pessimist. You don't know what's going to happen. And so we want to write conservatively. You want to write conservatively and make sure you're building up your reserves, especially if you have buy and hold properties, make sure you're building up those reserves and having a little bit of back cash just in case, in case somebody doesn't pay rent, you can still cover your bills. And so that's, so, so the answer is, should we buy? 
buy? The answer is yes, I absolutely think you should buy, but I think you should buy with a greater level of conservativity. I think you should look at the market with with more skeptical eyes and pick your properties more carefully. Even in a market where the inventory is in such shortage, still make sure you're picking your properties carefully so that you don't buy a property that you later regret and find out that that property really isn't going to yield the levels of return you thought so. So in these markets, it doesn't mean stop. It means reevaluate. It means repurpose, reposition, and pivot to a different strategy. Even if you're a wholesaler, you still wholesale. You just make sure you have a little margins just in case. Same with flipping. Now, again, I think the market right now is great. And you can flip. If you have 100 homes right now, man, sell them because you're going to have great, great returns on that money. But I do think that's going to shift coming up as we see a massive surge of inventory to the market. I have a couple more questions. I'm going to talk a little bit about the asset class. So a lot of people are asking what asset class should I be focusing on right now? What is the safest investment in real estate? I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm also going to talk about a little bit of what's the biggest obstacle um, new investors face when they are seeking to uh, uh, seeking to start their real estate journey and then really how to remedy that. I'll be right back. Would you like to purchase a piece of cash producing real estate in the next 70 days? I know that might sound crazy, but believe me, it's not. Not only have I figured out a fail-proof plan of acquiring cash-producing multifamily real estate in 10 weeks or less, but you can do this without using any of your own money. Guys, my name is Mike Fritz. I'm the founder of Power Up Real Estate and Titanium Capital Investments. And when I first started investing in real estate, I remember thinking to myself, man, I'd love to get into this real estate game, but I don't have any money. And that specific thought kept me from investing in real estate for years. I wish I'd had someone teach me this stuff when I was starting off. It would have cut years of headaches and failures straight out of the equation. And people ask me all the time, Mike, why are you so passionate about multifamily real estate instead of other forms of real estate investing? Because if you've known me for many a period of time, you know I love multifamily real estate. And the truth is, I like cash producing real estate that grows in value and gives me freedom. And that's what I want for you. I like to look for a piece of property, buy it, hand it over to management, and then go to the golf course. That's what I love to do. I love that process of a property that pays me month after month after month, and it doesn't require my time. That's what I love about cash producing multifamily real estate. It creates freedom. So I have a program called the 10 Week Multi Challenge where I will personally coach you one-on-one -on -one to get your first real estate deal in 10 weeks or less. But due to the high level of one-on-one -on -one attention I give my students in this program, I can only take a limited number of students. And the first five people that apply and get accepted, I have a crazy, crazy bonus that I've never given away before. And I'm gonna give it away to the first five people that watch the training and apply. So what you're gonna do is, if you're interested in joining the 10-week multi-challenge and having me as your one-on-one -on -one tour guide and coach to getting your first piece of cash-producing real estate in 70 days or less, then go to 10weekmulti.com. That's 10, the number 10, W-E-E-K-M-U-L-T-I.com. That's 10, the number 10, weekmulti.com. I have a short 30-minute 30 training that explains the program, and if you're interested, you can apply, and you and I are going to hop on a call one-on-one. -on -one. It's that simple. So if you're interested, again, just go to 10weekmulti.com. 
I have a short 30 minute training, watch that training, apply, and you and I will hop on a call. Seriously, this program is really the VIP treatment of all the information I've acquired over the last 20 years as a real estate investor. And I wanna give it to you. I wanna help you create freedom with cash producing real estate. So again, go to 10weekmulti.com. That's 10weekmulti.com. Watch the training and apply. And I'm so excited to hop on the phone with you and help you achieve your dreams through real estate. Alrighty, welcome back to the Power of Real Estate Podcast. Today I'm answering some of your questions and the next question is what asset class should you be focusing on? And that is a great question. The number one asset class you know that I love and I think you should be focusing on is buy and hold and more specifically multifamily real estate. And here's why. There's three reasons. Number one, it's a lot more recession proof than other real estate. Now, when we say multifamily is recession proof, we don't mean that the, the market will not visit the multifamily world and it will go unscathed. That's not true the value of multifamily will go down just like the value of any other property. But what won't go down is the cash flow. For example, back in 2008, I was just kind of getting my real estate journey started and looking for properties. Uh, might have been 2009, actually. I think it was. It was 2009. We saw a 18-unit apartment building where we lived in Michigan for sale for $184,000. Yes, you heard me right, $184,000. So that real estate crash obviously visited multifamily and brought the value to the floor. Now, fast forward, that same property is for sale today for over 1.1 million. So the value will come back up, but we are gonna see um, in, in any economic uh, turmoil, we are gonna see the value go down just like any other piece of real estate. But here's what happens. Here's the second reason. Yes, the value goes down, but the cash flow doesn't end in most cases and in many cases the cash flow actually goes up and here's why remember all all prices and all uh, all markets really are driven by supply and demand I told you again right before our break that we're going to see a surge of foreclosures and many of those homeowners are going to be turned into renters and those renters are going to drive up the demand for apartments and rentals in any in any given market. And so the with the more surge of renters, rents are going to go up and there's going to be a higher demand for our rental properties. So while again, you're not going to protect yourself against the crash of value, you can protect yourself against the crash of cash flow. And and then you can just wait for the value to come back up and then uh, continue to generate cash over and over and over again. And so this is why I, I love multifamily real estate. Not only do I love it because you get cash flow, because of forced depreciation, because it's a buy and hold opportunity, because you can refinance and continue to do, I, for all the reasons we love uh, buy and hold real estate, I love multifamily real estate. So when I say it's the best asset class, it's not just because I'm biased, it's because there are strategic and economic reasons in the middle of uh, economic turbulence and turmoil that protect your investment rather than um, that rather than make you susceptible. And especially if you have investors and you're targeting investors to invest in your deals, it's even more imperative that you invest in a place where their money is going to be safe. The value of money right now is really, really low because you can get money so cheap from banks. However, the investor skepticism is awful very is also very high because they don't know what's coming. So what I want you to do is really make sure you're picking asset classes that make your investors' money safe, which multifamily does. Again, it doesn't uh, protect against the, the crash of value. It protects against the crash of cash flow. And you'll be able to continue to make cash on cash returns 
while you're waiting for the value to return. And there are very few investments that allow you to maintain a level of percentage of return while you're waiting for the actual value that gives you the return to come back. It's a powerful strategy, and it's one of the reasons why I love multifamily real estate. So I believe, yes, the asset class you should be investing in is multifamily real estate. And what is the the last question of the day? What is the biggest obstacle I see a new investors facing? It is always, always, always capital. The number one thing people ask me is, Mike, how do you raise money? How do you get capital? How do I get into this? And there's really three ways you get money, right? You either get it from uh, banks, from yourself, or from others. And I, uh, banks, obviously, you need credit scores and good loan programs from you. What I've realized is most people actually don't know how much money they have. They don't know that they can uh, take equity out of their home. And as cheap as money is right now to get it from the bank, taking a home equity line of credit or a HELOC is a powerful way or refinancing your home, pulling your equity out and investing in real estate is a powerful way. Most people don't understand how much money they actually have. And that's one of the things I help people see is not only can you refi any equity, People can invest retirement accounts or uh, IRAs. You have to talk with uh, with your attorney and talk with custodians, your IRA custodians that can help you move those in, over into accounts that are usable for real estate and make sure you get all those questions answered by professionals. But one of the things that I love doing is helping people see you can actually invest in uh, real estate with your own money that you may not even understand you have. A, a house that is paid for today is not an asset. It's a liability. And um, I know I may get some flack for saying that, but a house that's paid for when you can get a loan at 2 and 3 and 4%, a house that's paid for is a liability. Because if I can take money out of my house at 3% and I can invest it and make 10, I'm making 7% on free money. It's not costing me anything. And so you really, really want to take advantage of any equity you have in your home right now, especially with uh, numbers this cheap. And so the, the, the fastest way to, to take care of the capital problem is private money and private investors. And there's two kinds of private investors, just as a side note. There's private lenders and private equity investors and some, and there's a hybrid of the two. So uh, some investors are just want a percentage, you know, I'm going to loan you the money and I want, you know, eight, nine, 10%, almost like a hard money lender. Um, while, and they might have fees up front while others may say, no, I'll invest in your deal. I don't necessarily care about the cash or the, uh, the interest rate. I just want equity in the deal. I want 40% of the deal or 50 or even more. And uh, then you have a hybrid where say, yeah, I want a percentage on my money and then I want 30 or 40 or 50% of the deal. And so uh, equity partners are all over the place. And those are great models to use for especially fix and flips and wholesaling if you need cash to get the deal. But for buy and hold multifamily, we want equity investors that invest in our deals and we give a portion of the equity. So the fastest way to get over that is to start building your list of equity partners. We've had a couple people on the podcast that are really good at raising private money. Check out our episode with Vinny Chopra and our episode with Matt Faircloth. I'll also put both of their books in the description because both of them have written great books on raising money to invest in real estate. And those are great resources for you because again, the faster you can start raising capital, the faster you get over this biggest hurdle that stops new real estate investors and it doesn't have to happen to you. So I just wanted to drop this podcast today. Again, to answer some of your questions of what's the current real estate market? Should we be buying or should we be waiting? 
What asset class should we be investing in? And what's really stopping investors and how do we get over it? It's time to make your list and start approaching people to invest in your real estate deals. And again, I'll put those links in the descriptions of some resources that can help you start raising money for your real estate deals. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. And if you have never seen our multifamily CEO course, make sure you go to multifamilyceo.com. That's multifamilyceo.com. And now we have a full online training that helps people just like you bust into the multifamily game. So make sure you check that out. I'm so thankful you tuned in today and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Power Up Real Estate Podcast with Mike Fritz. This podcast has been brought to you by Titanium Capital, the home for multifamily real estate investing. You can find them at titaniumcapitalhq.com. That's titaniumcapitalhq.com.